This is the Hammer Down Racing Report. Welcome, race fans, to the Hammer Down Racing Report for Thursday, September 24th, show number 149. Unmuting Ron Miller and un- unmuting Jerry. You got to get over to there. there. Jerry Keys, Ron Miller, Scott Hammer with you for uh, this edition of the Hammerdown Racing Report. Lots to get to tonight. We're going to talk some uh, go-kart racing and uh, some dirt late model racing and making the transition from dirt late model racing to go-kart racing uh, with Steve Rowe. And then uh, a little bit later on tonight, we'll have a little bit of a discussion of some uh, incidents that may or may not have occurred last weekend in the Bomber Spectacular at Oakshade Raceway. And also coming up, um, I got some uh, some big news, actually, about uh, Oakshade Raceway, some... Uh, added money in an event Saturday night. Not an extra race, just uh, extra things Saturday night. Plus all the latest racing news, yeah. <laughs> uh, a lot going on in Fremont as well. And uh, there's just a, a lot to cover. A lot of uh, lots, lots going on, like uh, deer over at Ron's that uh, the dogs are barking at, <laughs> which is okay. I have my windows open, and there was a dog barking earlier, and I was a little worried about that, but uh, I think we're all right. So we're coming at you live. Get them. Li- yeah. Coming at you live <laughs> on uh, Facebook. Uh, also, YouTube Live. You can uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter at Hammer Report. Uh, follow us on Facebook, obviously, or listen to us on your favorite uh, podcasting platform. iHeartRadio is the preferred choice since uh, they do a lot for us, provide us with some equipment and, and stuff here so we can continue to do this. And it sounds like uh, we may be starting to go back into the office uh, maybe in October. I heard a room. Nothing official yet. So I don't know what that means for studio use yet. But in the meantime, we'll make this work. So, Gets um, better every week, Scott. Absolutely, yeah. And again, uh, the Toledo City Paper best of uh, deals going on for podcast media. They have all kinds of different categories. Uh, we want to get nominated for the podcast part. So we'll remind you at the end of the show so you don't have to close out if you're watching us on uh, Facebook right now. But we have uh, a post uh, pinned at on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Report, with a link to the Toledo City paper where you can go and uh, go ahead and nominate whatever. If you don't want to nominate us, that's fine. We prefer just if you before, do, though. Just before we went on the air, Kathy Miller uh, actually nominated us. I, I was very proud of her. Excellent. Those nominations will be going up until October 18th. If you already nominated us, thank you very much. We appreciate it. Tell your friends to uh, nominate us. Um. They're not going to get anything, but uh, thanks. <laughs> I'm pretty sure my sister, Barb Ganser, hasn't nominated us yet. Oh, Uh-oh. she needs to do that. And even if she's from Erie, Pennsylvania, as uh, indicated there in the comments, that's okay. Toledo City people yeah. doesn't care. So we're worldwide, but we're the best in Toledo. Maybe not the best in Cleveland. I don't know. But anyway, anyways, we're, that, the, we're, we're the best we've got here. It's the best you're going to get. It doesn't get any better than this. That's all there is. The uh, voting starts on that on November 1st. So should we make it into uh, the, I think it's the top five or six uh, nominees are up for that. Then the voting starts, and then we'll be bugging you to vote every single day. You can only nominate us once, but the voting is an every single day thing. So there, Dave does it every day. Thanks. Dave was a big help last night, too, uh, lining up tonight's guests because I was uh, working on something else, and that kind of ran into a roadblock. Before we get to uh, Steve Rowe coming up here in about 10 minutes or so, uh, we'll do our racing roundup with all the action from last weekend. And there was some action this past weekend. 
That's for sure. want to thank our sponsors, Ron Miller Race Cars. Give him a call, 734-856-7223. Don't do it now, though, because he probably left his phone on, and it'll ring right now. Uh, race cars, parts, safety, equipment, everything a racer needs. It's right there, Ron Miller Race Cars. Also, uh, thanks to Oakshade Raceway, where the fastest meet the race every Saturday night. And uh, as I mentioned just a couple seconds ago, one of those events coming up. Is somebody calling you, Ron? Nope, the dog's trying to get into my office. Oh, okay. Um, there's going to be an Australian pursuit race for the Bombers, and we'll tell you who's sponsoring that and the money involved, as well as some extra money coming up for the sportsmen uh, a little bit later on in the show. That's at Oakshade this Saturday night, final night of uh, racing for the year. Um, also, thanks to Kester Mowing. Give Kester Mowing a call for all your lawn landscaping needs, mowing, seeding, fertilizing, insect, weed control, and... Uh, Tree trimming. I just had the tree trimming done, and he's looking for. He needs help. He's got so much business from this advertising on the Hammerdown Racing Report that he needs uh, help. He's hiring people. So if you're looking for a job that you can work outside all day, probably not the best time to be advertising for it since we're going into the colder season. But uh, money's good. Steve Kester, great guy, and he's also the champion, late model champion of Oakshade Raceway. So there you go. Give uh, Steve a call. 419-466-3801. Tell them the Hammer Down Racing Report sent you. Also, thanks to Big D's in Clyde. Big D's Pizza, that is. Mention the Hammer Down Racing Report. You can save 10% off any order. Uh, we give away Big D's Pizzas every week. Uh, that'll be coming up a little bit later for our how many. Mench- oh, I already said that. Give them a call. 419-547-1444. Also, thanks to Millstream Speedway. Uh, work still continuing down there. Um, no official announcement yet on this season, but it's, it's not looking good. We're running out of time here. Uh, but definitely uh, next season, 2021, that track is going to be ready for some racing. I, t- I talked briefly with Scott Warner uh, this afternoon, and uh, things sound very positive. So make sure to follow them on Twitter, Facebook, or millstreamspeedway.net. And uh, finally, freeze frame photos for all your racetrack photos, whether on the track or in victory lane. Or over 20 years of uh, racing memories at Oakshade, Toledo, and other local tracks. He's got all kinds of older photos, as we had mentioned before. Uh, those get shared every once in a while in that Oakshade Remembers group on Facebook. If you're not part of that, ask uh, to be invited. No, approved? I don't know. I see little emails every once in a while. So-and-so asked to be in the group. That's Ron's thing. We'll make Ron in charge of that. Uh, they do uh, photo shoots by appointment as well. 419-476-9978. Uh, Jerry, let's talk about what happened this past weekend. All right, racing roundup from last weekend. We'll start with Toledo Speedway. Carson Hosevar, Steve Needles, and Caitlin Heitlinger were the winners of the 30 ter- 32nd running of the Glass City 200. Hosevar won the 100-lap ARCA CRA Super Series late model feature. Needles won the 100-lap Outlaw late model feature, while Heitlinger won the CRA Junior late model feature, leading all 25 laps. At Oakshade Raceway, Adam Lance won the Bomber Spectacular, picking up that big win in the MAGA lift. Rusty Schlenk won his sixth late model feature of the year at Oakshade. Brandon Gregory won his sixth sportsman feature of the year, and Corey Gum won his sixth compact feature of the year. Those guys... Uh, Starting to see a pattern there, Jerry. Yeah, all three of them also, despite winning the most features in their classes, did not win the championship this year, which is pretty sad because those three cars obviously been very dominant all year. Uh, moving on, Fremont Speedway. DJ Foose led all 30 laps of the 410 feature for his first feature win of the year. Paul Weaver won his sixth 305 feature, leading all 25 laps. Sean Valenti won his fourth dirt truck win of the year at Fremont. 
And Sandusky Speedway was in action with Clayton Oliver winning the championship night Renegade feature, but Dan Smith won the Renegade championship. J.D. Lawson was the Pure Stocks feature winner and won the championship by 19 points over Johnny Newman, who finished the race in second. Jaden McCall won in the beginner stocks. Nevea Russica was crowned champ. Scott Archer won in the modifieds with Matt Marlowe getting the championship there. Eldora Speedway in action the last two nights. The Governor's Reign, night one, Brent Marks held off Kerry Madsen to win on Tuesday night, picking up the $10,000 victory. And then last night for the $52,000 to win feature, David Grabble led every lap and won by just point zero nine eighths of a second, less than a tenth of a second separated first and second. If you watch the screen behind me throughout the night, there's a couple pictures of just how close that victory was. For I was going to say, did, did you watch that race at all? I, I, I followed it on race monitor. I didn't okay. actually watch the, the live stream, but I did see highlights and all that. It, it's Eldora. I mean, it, no matter how you slice it, it's still Eldora. Even without fans. Yep, you got it. The Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series was in action. Kyle Strickler earned his first career Lucas Oil Late Model event Thursday night at I-80 Speedway, shaking off the demons after breaking at Eldora just prior to that for the uh, Intercontinental Classic. The uh, Lucas Oil Late Model Series point leader Jimmy Owens won Friday's preliminary 30-lap event at I-80. It was his 11th win of the season. Tim McCready passed Owens on lap 78 of Saturday night's Al Belt Custom Homes I-80 Nationals for his sixth win of the season and pocketed 30 grand. Next up for the Lucas Oil Late Models, the 41st annual Jackson 100 at Brownstown Speedway in Indiana this Friday and Saturday. The Ollie's Bargain Outlet All-Star Circuit of Champions, Aaron Reitz will want his eighth All-Star victory at Williams Grove Speedway for the Jack Gunn Memorial on Friday night. Kyle Larson added another big win to his resume for 2020 on Saturday night at Lincoln Speedway. He led all 40 laps in the Dirt Classic to win $20,000. It was his 39th victory of the season in sprint cars and late models. And more big news coming up. Uh, looks like he has uh, confirmed to be part of the Dirt Track World Championship next month as well. So we'll see how he does again in a late model. Uh, let's see. It was his 30th in a wing sprint car and his 14th with the All-Stars, his victory for Larson. Uh, next up for the All-Stars, the All-Stars wrap up their season at Fremont Speedway for the Jim Ford Classic on October 9th, Friday, and Saturday, October 10th. The World of Outlaws NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars were in action with Darren Pittman winning for the, his final ride in the Roth, Roth Motorsports number 83 at Lawton Speedway in Oklahoma. Uh, it's also where he was, started his career, and he has announced that he is retiring from full-time racing after the 25 years of racing he's done. He was originally going to finish off the season with Roth, but a week after that announcement, the two parties mutually agreed to part ways after the event. Logan Schuhart earned the win Saturday night at Devil's Bowl Speedway and picked up $20,000 for his efforts. Next up for the Outlaws, Plymouth Speedway in Indiana tonight. Then it's off to Wayne County on Friday here in Ohio, in Orville, Ohio, and the Commonwealth Class clash at Lernerville Speedway in Pennsylvania on Saturday. In the Arkham Menard Series, 17-year-old Sam Mayer racked up yet another win Thursday at Bristol Motor Speedway. Ty Gibbs picked up the win on Saturday at Winchester. Next up for the Arca Series is Memphis International Raceway this Saturday on MAV-TV at 6 p.m. Sam, Speaking of Sam Mayer, he's continuing to turn heads as he's heading over to NASCAR, picking up his first ever RV and Outdoors Truck Series win last Thursday at Bristol. Chase Briscoe won Friday's Xfinity race with Kevin Harvick winning Saturday's Cup race at Bristol over Bush, Kyle Busch for his ninth win of the season. William Byron, Cole Custer, Ryan Blaney, and Matt DiBenedetto were eliminated from the playoffs. Next up for NASCAR, the Truck Series 
see the world of Westgate 200 to Las Vegas Friday night at 9 p.m. on Fox Sports 1. The Xfinity Series is also in action in Las Vegas Motor Speedway for the ALSCO 300 on Saturday at 7.30 in the evening on NBC Sports Network. Cup Series will race the South Point 400 at Las Vegas on Sunday at 7 p.m. on NBC Sports Network. There will be no spectators allowed in attendance for the NASCAR races at Las Vegas. And with that, that'll wrap up our racing roundup for this week. A lot of racing. It is. Especially this late in the season. It's better than the alternative. I, I, yes, rather get sure. than never. This is true. Uh, Steve Rowe should be joining us here very shortly, and uh, we'll be talking to him again. Uh, running uh, the the go karts up at um, Palmyra Speedway, and used to run a late model. And that's about all I know. What else uh, do you know about uh, Steve Rowe, Mister Ron Miller? Well, he he drove. Uh race cars built by Ron Miller race cars, proven chassis. Um, he was very competitive and uh, raced around. He wasn't just uh, an oak shade regular. He ran quite a few races over at Hartford and uh, just, just a really good steady racer. Uh, he retired. He had some health issues and uh, went off racing the go-karts and uh, has found some real success there. I guess he won the track championship last friday he won both of his heat races in the feature so let's uh yeah. let's hear directly from him then yeah steve Rowe, how are you i'm doing good all right so uh i guess uh, before we get started tell us uh, what you've accomplished up there at uh, palmyra what what have you been doing this year that was my first year at it so just been running consistent and Now, now Friday, were, were those your first uh, first big wins, Steve, in the go kart? Feature win, yeah. It was what? first feature win. I won, I think, three heats before that. I've just been running consistent in the feature. I made all the shows. And how long so you been, been running? How long, year. You, how long you been running go karts then, or was this just your first season yeah. in go karts? Just started this year. Oh. Now, now are any of the other? Uh, stock car racers from this area, are, are there any of them racing up there? Yeah, some of the Harpers run. Kai runs once in a while. Uh, um, the 006, uh, Rendell. Rendell, yeah. They, they run once in a while. Uh, what? Uh, I think that's about it on them. You raced late models for what? Probably ten years, Steve. I started in '93 and quit in '05. Okay, so a little over ten years, uh, and and you had some success there. Uh, then some health issues kind of knocked you down for a while. How has the transition been from from the late models to the go karts? And uh, is it just the fact that racing is racing, or have you had to relearn a lot of things? Yeah, it's got to relearn driving. You know, there's no suspension on them, and, and it's basically a tire game. It's all, but just about all tire game. And it's cheaper than late models. <laughs> yeah, just a tip a little bit. <laughs> how's it? How's it compare in the excitement level? I mean, you're out there in the open and right there on the ground. Your butt's dragging the ground. Yeah, we're about an inch off the ground. I love it. I'm having a ball. Okay. 
Any? Uh, have I don't any? know. I commend you for it, Steve, because, you know, I, I, I really appreciate being bolted in a race car with a lot of metal around me and in, in the go-karts, man, I, I just, I'm too fragile anymore. I don't think I could handle that. Yeah, there's not a lot around you. So how did you get uh, into the go-kart? I mean, how, how did this come about where uh, you started uh, go-kart racing this year? I went up, went up there last year and just started watching towards the end of the year. And... Jack Milky and I started talking about it, so he bought one. So then, well, I decided I might as well get one too. So that was about it, you know. We, then we started working on them. I had Andrea. We got them up in, down in Fremont at Weaver Performance with Andrea, and she's helped us. Set, she's helped me out a lot. Now, what? Uh, there's different classes there. What? Uh, what class are are you running up there? I'm running a box stocks heavy, which means we got to run Predator motor, like a Harbor Freight motor. But the only thing we can do to it is like take the governor out. We can take the fuel tank off and put a vacuum fuel pump on it. Other than that, we can't touch it. So we can run a different clutch. So really, the the only thing you can do as far as setup is is pretty much with tires then. Yep, and our front ends are adjustable with caster and camber and stuff. So what kind of adjustments do you do to the tires, or is that uh, confidential information? No, just wash them after each each race, and got some tire prep we can put on them. Is there? And then is during the week, I'll grind them. Now, do you, do you mess with tire pressures in those? Um, I I haven't had to. Some guys do, but my car's been working pretty good. Like the last week, it was on a rail. How many uh, competitors are, do you race against on average up there each week? In my class, beginning of the year, we were having about 20 or so. And then it's kind of back down to where we're having right around 10, 12. Okay, so you're not just racing against a couple other guys. You actually are beating yeah. some a, a large group of people. Yeah, it gets a little rough out there once in a while. Well, I know John Bailey's uh, put a lot of work uh, into that track up there at Palmyra, and I, it's been a couple of years since I've been up there, so I haven't been up there since he widened it and made some more changes, but uh, I, a lot of people are talking about it. It seems to be a, a pretty exciting place. Is there any uh, more races uh, this year scheduled, do you know? He's going to run, well, our championship nights tomorrow night, and then he's going to run all through October as long as we got the weather. And the weather's been very cooperative this year, hasn't yep. it? Yep. <laughs> So is this uh, this go kart thing? This is something you think you're gonna stick around and do again next year, maybe next few years? Yeah, I think so. That might be thinking about getting maybe going to a different motor or something. I don't know yet. I'm decided. Moving up in you class. Talk, you you yeah. talked about you talked about Jack Milky racing quite a bit. Uh, he was. Uh, kind of a crew chief for Roddy Schroyer and, and helped out Todd Schroyer back in the day. Uh, is he still racing? And uh, is there any chance of the Schroyers coming out? Nah, Todd has, Todd, uh, what's his name? What's his name? Tedman races. Uh, Todd's son, Tedman, he races once in a while. Uh-huh. And his youngest, youngest one runs when when they come up. Uh, 
but I don't think Roddy wants to. He says it's not his kind of racing. <laughs> He's probably like Ron and prefers that uh, metal chassis around him. Yes, sir. He, he says it gets too rough. You know, the only way he passes. Got to bump somebody, or it's not that way all the way. But have you had any uh, bad crashes in the go kart yet? I haven't. No. Okay. I've only through a couple good rides, but nothing. Yeah, I, yeah. I guess I did. I got my arm. She said my got my arm ran over once. The come, come up and visit me in my seat. But. Let's uh, let's go back and talk a little bit about uh, your late model career. You raced uh, twelve years. Sounds like. Uh, not just what other tracks other than Oakshade did you get to, and what kind of success did you have? Hmm. So we ran Florence, Eldora, Hartford, uh, Muskegon, Wayne County. We kind of bounced around for a while. Did you? Have- you made it over to Attica a few times, didn't yeah, you? Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about Attica. Yep, Attica. Yeah, Millstream. A favorite track? Mm, most fun is probably Eldora. Okay. What's uh, what's your best uh, finish? Seconds. Couple seconds. Yeah. At Eldora? No, I had, <laughs> I had one, one of the non-qualifier races at the World. Oh, nice. I took a second in one of them. So how did you get into racing then uh, when you started doing the late model? Were you Did you work your way up, or did you just start off in, in that 42 late model? Just about jumped in. Did Ron help <laughs> you with that? Yeah. Not the first couple cars, but he did. After that, I had all Proven's the rest until I got out. And were the Proven's the best? Oh, come of course on, they man. were, Scott. What kind of question <laughs> is that? <laughs> just asking. So, uh, any plans ever to get back into into a full size uh, stock car, or are you done that uh, all behind you? Nah, I'm done. It's too expensive anymore. How about uh, it, bad, you know, it was bad enough back then, but now with the shocks and stuff they're running now, and what prices are getting for chassis, and it's just out of hand. What kind of expenses oh, I- are uh, involved in in running the uh, the go kart? week after week i mean what kind of maintenance do you do uh, other than fuel what what else do you need to put money into if you're not breaking things as long as you don't break nothing now our tires will last a full summer i got i got two sets i won a set in a raffle and then i bought uh four more just all right sides but and they were like 250 for a pair with wheels and everything so same harbor freight engine all summer yep do you ever do you ever have to take those to the uh, engine builder to get them refreshed does harbor freight refresh them <laughs> <laughs> nah i think they're about throwaways okay that's cool well uh we wish you luck uh next week uh, you said the is champ or actually tomorrow you said it's championship tomorrow. Night, right yeah tomorrow night and where are you at in the the points I think I got it wrapped up for my my class. So, so you don't even now, have to will show they up. Be, will they be starting the uh, the races straight up? The point leader at the front, or I have to... don't know how they do it. Well, good luck with it. How, however, they work it out. 
All right, Steve. Well, good luck on that, and thanks uh, for giving us some time tonight. And uh, hope to see you keep uh, keep on racing, even if it's yeah. in the, the go-karts. If you're having fun, it's all that matters. That's what it's about. Absolutely. Our, our love to your wife, and uh, hope to see you out at, uh, out at the track Saturday. Yeah, I'll be out there, too. So. Very good. Thanks, Steve. Right. See ya. Thanks, Steve. Steve Rowe, once again, uh, the heavy box stock class out at uh, Palmyra Speedway up there between, uh, is it Blissfield and Adrian? It's right Palmyra. off of, Yeah. Uh, I guess it would be just south Palmyra. of yeah. Just south of Adrian. It's up there. It's just south of, uh, it's on the south side of 223. Yeah. yeah. You've been in a go-kart before, Scott? Um, Not there. Like at the one you pay for like three laps. Actually, I have, but there was a guy, Miller, Paul, was it Paul Miller? Miller Time Racing. He had a track in his backyard and they had the. Was that Hillard? uh, No, it was Paul, I believe. It was like over in Monclova. Okay. It was a little dirt track and he would have, it was like a $30 donation to be in it and then actually race for for money and he had heat races and basically run like a short track deal i think he had like eight carts so, but so you didn't have to bring your own um and they were pretty fast they were like unrestricted carts so nice i, I got a chance to race in uh, the clone division up at uh, over Crytersville speedway uh, a friend of mine mark miller who is a longtime racer and uh, now part of safety group he, he races every saturday at Crytersville and, and multiple classes they're able to change plates and all that stuff but uh real quick i don't know if you got the update from plymouth Sheldon Hoddenshield, quick qualifier tonight with the wow. uh, Christopher Bell, second quick, Brad Sweet, third, James McFadden, fourth, and Parker Price Miller, your top five qualifiers so far at Plymouth Raceway tonight. Wait a minute. We forgot to do something there. Oh. <laughs> there you go. Anytime, anytime there's breaking news, we need to. Just breaking need to... news 33 cars lined in for action at Plymouth Raceway tonight. Quick time, 33, 33 at Plymouth tonight. Uh, Donnie Schatz, six quick. Uh, David Gravel, your big winner at Eldora, is 11th quick. Very close, though. Uh, Hoddenshield, 11.195 around Plymouth. Uh, 10th quick was 11.579 Craig Kinzer. So, I mean, it's within a half second, everybody. So, they got that three-day weekend. This, well, yeah, yeah, they're the ones, the three-day weekend. Tomorrow night at Wayne County and then Lernerville Saturday, I believe it was. Lerner. Yeah. Big money in Lernerville. That that should be an interesting race down there. Seasons are wrapping up, wrapping up here yep. for all these uh, different series. It's been a weird year, for sure. <laughs> so uh, we're going to bring. Scott, we, we need to get a hold of Scott Warner while I'm thinking of it. And uh, he said see he was going to be watching organize something. See if he could do something like. Uh, you know, a little get together uh, w- and do a track walk and uh, meet the promoter. Uh, it, it just keeps looking more and more like the health department's not going to let anything happen down there. Um, it'd just be great if he could uh, meet with some people and let them bounce some questions off of him. Uh, or maybe we could get let, him. Uh, let the come- fans let the fans know the racers know that he's real. Well, and uh, maybe we could get him to uh, do a live join us live from down at the track. We could do that. It, it'd be neat if we could do a track walk. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Walk a lap at the track. 
Or if not, maybe we'll just do a special one-off episode or something and just kind of a one-off deal. Maybe he could do the track walk and uh, we, send we us could, the video. Uh, we could video it on, on our show. There you go. We'll figure something out. Uh, some uh, some racing news here before we uh, bring in Matt Swander. He's going to uh, join us, our official Hammerdown Racing Report correspondent. Uh, going to step in and uh, join the discussion on some of the actions uh, that happened on the track last week. And we'll talk more about that momentarily. Before we do that, after more than a decade of sanctioning winged sprint car competition, must-see racing will head in a new direction next year. Must-see racing president Jim Hanks confirmed Saturday that the organization will undergo a transition reformatting the must-see sprint car racing series, moving to a special event-only structure. No further events will be planned, and their awards banquet will not be held. The points... Uh, the point fund money, I should say, will be mailed to the eligible car owners who supported all of the 2020 events. Anthony McCune was uh, named the 2020 champion, edging out Jimmy McCune in the final tally. Both McCunes earned 345 points across the four races, but Anthony's two victories at Golden Sands over Jimmy's lone victory at Lorraine County served as the difference maker. So, uh, yeah. Nephew, uh, yeah. Nephew, nephew coming out on top there. That's that's not going to sit well with Jimmy. It just I, I talked to Jimmy McCune a couple uh, two days ago, I think, um, uh, about uh, what any inside information he would have, because Must See Racing's press release was kind of nebulous as far as what their plans were yeah. for 2021. And uh, Jimmy said that uh, they'd been really this, the organization had been really tight-lipped. Hmm. So even the racers don't know. Well, it'll be interesting to see what, what happens with that. Uh, at least you got the McCunes tied 1-2. Unfortunately for Jimmy, Anthony got that uh, championship. So congratulations to him, though. They still race out of the same shop, so they're... Yeah. It can't be, it can't be too devastating. <laughs> no, no, but you, you never like it when you're the guy that's always on top to 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 get uh, knocked off your pedestal a little bit. Then you're... It can't be that bad if it's your nephew. All right. Well, I guess it's kind of like you getting beat by your son at uh, Sandusky. Ouch. That, that, wasn't that was ouch. sad. That, wasn't that was sad. You were okay ouch. with it because it was your son. That's right. All right. Uh, Don O'Neill's returning to dirt late model competition after spending most of the season on the sidelines. O'Neill, who uh, departed Clint Boyer Racing at the end of the 2019 season, will take over the driving duties of the number 71 Masters built house car, effective immediately. The uh, Masters-built house car was recently vacated by Don O'Neill's son, Hudson O'Neill, who amicably split from Masters-built in mid-July. The elder O'Neill will make his debut in the car this weekend during the Jackson 100 at Brownstown Speedway. So, old Don, back in the late model. Cool. Longtime NASCAR uh, team owner Bob Germain announced Monday night that he has sold his NASCAR Cup Series charter with Germain Racing departing NASCAR at the end of the season, the Jermaine Racing Charter has been acquired by, and you may have seen this news. This is pretty big news. There you go. NBA legend Michael Jordan and three-time three uh, Daytona 500 winner Denny Hamlin. There was rumors that Hamlin was going to be starting his own team, but I don't think anybody saw the Michael Jordan connection coming. Uh, but there was some, uh, some rumblings that uh, Bubba Wallace 
may be going to that team, and uh, that appears to be the case. They're going to launch a uh, single-car cup organization in 2021 with Bubba Wallace slated to drive for the new team, so that would explain why Bubba Wallace uh, announced that he was departing Petty Racing. Obviously, they'll be aligned with uh, Toyota and uh, some pretty pretty healthy uh, team owners. So, uh, I, I didn't know Michael Jordan was a racing fan. I know yes, he is. Brad Doherty was a big racing fan. He was a Cleveland Cavalier back in the day when I used to watch basketball, which was man. Well, he's he's a part team owner with the, the 47 team, uh, Ricky Stenhouse. And he does uh, some of the, it's not color commentary, but does some uh, some stuff on TV for NBC, <laughs> I guess we'll say. Uh, some studio stuff. Uh, the, I have to believe that'll be a good ride. And uh, well, yeah, you got should, the backing of Michael up, Jordan. Come out of the box. They should come out of the box uh, swinging, you know, and uh, come out of the shoebox with Nike. I, 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 be- I believe <laughs> that uh, the expectation. <laughs> yeah, I believe that the expectations <laughs> on Bubba Wallace will be pretty high. Yeah, yeah, I guess you won't have much of an excuse if uh, he does not perform with. Uh, assuming regardless he's got- of the expectations on Bubba, this is going to open a lot and bring a lot of new eyes to the sport of NASCAR. Oh yeah, uh, not just basketball people but sports people in general michael jordan is still one of the biggest names in all of sports to this day he's he's been big draw, huge for, draw and been retired for how many years and still basically the voice of the nba and he's right. got good shoes yes nike should nike would be a good sponsor for this car oh big my. good sponsor for the hammer down race there you go i'd do it in trade give me some shoes we'll be good nike <laughs> uh but i guess geico was the uh, sponsor for uh Bob Germain, there, uh, the Germain Racing, and they had announced that they're leaving at the end of this season. So Geico will not be the sponsor on this new team. I didn't say who the, the new sponsor will be. It'll be interesting to see who they uh, line up, though. But yeah, Michael Jordan, pretty cool. Uh, did you hear about the NTSB report on the plane crash, Dale Earnhardt Jr. last year, August fifteenth, uh, two thousand nineteen? Didn't see that. Remember that plane crash? Everybody walked away, luckily, but uh, they have released the report, and uh, they have uh, indicated that it was pilot error that led to that crash that uh, involved uh, all on board were were Dale Earnhardt Jr., Amy Earnhardt, their daughter, uh, their dog, and the two pilots. So everybody survived, though. A little bit shaken up. So I'm I'm not sure... What that report, if there will be any repercussions of that, I'm guessing that Dale Jr. probably will not have that guy as a pilot anymore for any more flights. But other than that, I don't know what else there would be. Uh, Michael Wallace, uh, you remember we talked last week, he was uh, suspended indefinitely for some posts that he made, some political posts on social media, and he appealed that decision, and Mm -hmm. NASCAR denied it. So he is still indefinitely suspended. He has to go through some uh, sensitivity training. Sensitivity training, yes. But uh, I, I think he was kind of irked. And he kind of had a point, you know, that Bubba Wallace is making uh, some political posts. I mean, whether you agree with it or not, it's not the point. But he was making political posts, social media posts, and he did not get punished. So it's one of those, it's kind of like the whole coronavirus thing. Well, in Ohio, they can go bowling, but we can't in Michigan. What's the deal? Uh, it's like, how come he can do it, but we can't? And race just same thing with the racetracks. How come they can race, but we can't? I don't know. What's the world coming to? Anyway, moving on. Uh, <laughs> there's t- In happier news, 
There's talk about putting dirt down on Bristol Motor Speedway again. You remember back, uh, I believe, around the turn of the century they did that for right. World of Outlaws? And actually, uh, uh, crap. I didn't there was a sprint car show and a late yeah. model show there. Was it Sammy Swindell? I didn't put down who did it, but I just have what the – they set a new track record on the track, whoever it was. Uh, I believe it was Sammy. Sam, yeah, from what I recall, 13.6 seconds. That's getting around that track. That reminds me of something we forgot to announce during the racing roundup. David Gravel broke the 18-year-old track record at Eldora Speedway did he? on Tuesday night. Uh, Craig right. Delancey held it with a 12.707 back in April of 2002. Uh, David Gravel ran 12.599 Tuesday night during qualifying. That's scary fast, Jerry. That it really is. That's scary fast. fast. 12 and a half seconds around a half mile. That's, Yeah. All in the mail. So it sounds like uh, uh, there's a possibility that they're going to do this with the intention of running a NASCAR race on it. Um, Adam Stern, Speedway Motorsports, uh, said Speedway Motorsports are looking into the possibility of uh, doing that, putting down the dirt on Bristol and having a NASCAR. I didn't say if it'd be Cup or Xfinity or Trucks, but either way, it'd be cool. It was a very cool deal when they did it the last time. The reason they stopped doing it wasn't because they weren't getting enough uh, fans. Uh, it was because it was actually hurting the track. I'm hoping that they figured out something different this time around so they could, you know, if this does take off like it did last time, it turns into a regular thing. Well, if Ron had his way, he would just say, let's go dirt permanently. Get that asphalt. Dig get up the, the pavement. The pavement. Yeah. Let's go at it. There you go. That makes the track better. Amen to that. You don't have to put Nothing down that pavement grinder can't cure. You don't have to put down the that traction compound that they do and and all that stuff. Just track prep, all good. Coke syrup, we're good. Coke syrup. Yeah. There you go. How does that work on dirt? That's yeah, fun that. to race on Coke syrup, Jerry. I've heard that. I, I've seen it done. I, you know, we go to the Rumble in Fort Wayne, and after the races, walk across the track, and your shoes nearly come off. It's it's kind of amazing. We ran that uh, that failed race over in Grand Rapids uh, several years ago, and that was on Coke syrup. Actually, the Coke syrup uh, facilitates the track taking rubber, and and once that concrete rubber, boy, it's it's game on. Yes, that'd be kind of cool. I'd be worried of ants though. I'd be running over ants. <laughs> That's just my my thought. So last yeah. week last week's how many was uh, how many bombers were going to be at. Uh, Oakshade Raceway. And immediately following this, we'll get into that uh, discussion uh, on some of the actions this past weekend at, at Oakshade. Speaking of the Bomber Spectacular, um, Jerry, he guessed 55, and uh, there were 55 cars checked in for the Colin Schultz wins. What? 55. That's Numerology. Got gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. on, dude. I was, I was like, he didn't win the race. It was Adam. No, he won didn't that. win the race, but he confused. won for me on the on the how many? Gotcha. Okay, that makes sense now. Putting the 55 together now. So congratulations to him. And our online winner, who guessed uh, correctly, was Jenny Whaley. She guessed 55 exactly as well. So congratulations to her. She gets a Big D's pizza. Let's get with Dean Henry over there from Big D's, and uh, he'll hook you up. The only issue is you got to go out to Clyde. They won't deliver uh, quite out uh, far this, this way to Toledo, unfortunately. Still working on that. We're in discussions. <laughs> Negotiations are going on. So uh, this week's how many? Uh, there is a uh, fast show at Fremont this weekend. Fast 410 sprints are going to be there. How many uh, 410s uh, uh, do you guys think uh, are going to be there? This one I have no inside knowledge on, so I, I can't. I got nothing. Who's 
Who's pick? I, I won last week. It's you guys' turn to pick first right. this week. All right, Ron, what's your pick? 32. 32. Surprised you don't go with 35. That's uh, your favorite number. No comment there. Okay. <laughs> of course it is. Uh, if you want to play. I've been 35 for a lot of years, Scott. Yeah. If you want to play online, go ahead and put your uh, guess in the Facebook live comments. Uh, if you put them in the comments on our YouTube live, they're probably not going to be seen. So um, we appreciate you watching us over there. But at some point, come back over to the uh, Facebook broadcast. It'll be up even after we're not live. And you can the put question your, again, Scott. The question again is how many Fast 410 Sprint cars will be checked in at Fremont Speedway on Saturday night? And you have until, say, 3 o'clock on Saturday afternoon to, to guess. So if you're listening to us on iHeartRadio or some other podcasting platform, you still have time. Just head on over to our uh, Facebook page, find this uh, video, and uh, just cover the screen so you don't have to look at our, our faces. Just go to the comments, type in your guess. You only get one guess. You type in your guess more than once or two different guesses, you're black flagged. So, and whoever guesses first uh, gets credit for that. So, like, John Young's guess of 27 is uh, he's, he got out-guessed by Jeff Kepling, who guessed 27 right before him. I don't know. we got to make a new rule now. Now, if he guesses again, he'll be black flagged, right? Yeah. 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 That's the rules. Stop on the track, you go to the tail. It's first come, first serve. <laughs> Need to pay attention before you jump in there, I guess. <laughs> And hope that somebody's not putting the same guess as you at the same time. So, uh, uh, what? What? Uh, I guess I'll guess next. Um, I'll go with since I'm looking at. I was also kind of killing time to see what other people were going to guess to get some insight here. <laughs> uh, Dustin Gearhart's black flag. He yeah. just made a second. Guess. Oh yeah, he got a black flag. You're out. Go to the pits. Um, twenty-seven Come seems on, to be popular. Scott. I'm going to go with twenty-seven. Because that seems to be a popular guess there. What I'm got, going Jared? one over you. I'm going 28. That was my number from the get for this. I, I just think the car count's going to be down a little bit with Lernerville running. Mm. Um, Pennsylvania's still in action. So we'll see what happens. Kathy? 28, she says. That's what Jerry just said. Tell her she's got Jerry a... said 28. There you go. <laughs> That's right. She's on a delay, so she wouldn't be able to hear that right away. Yeah. <laughs> yes, again, wife. That's your secretary you're speaking like to. 29. Her. 29, all right. So there you go. We'll find out uh, who gets that. She she was pulling a Scott Hammer. She was looking at all the numbers. That was a good job. Wow. That's some good thinking there. Uh, coming up in just a little bit, we have the weekend weather pit stop with... Ryan Weekman from Channel 11, and uh, I think you're going to like what he's got to report for us for uh, racing coming up this weekend. Uh, before we get to that, we're going to bring in the uh, Oakshade Raceway flag man, and uh, I wonder if uh, we should preface this at all with anything. I mean, yeah. Well, hey, I gotta, gentlemen. i got to fix your name because you got one of those uh, combined Facebook accounts, don't you? Yep. Yeah. Yep. There you go. <laughs> All right. So this past weekend at uh, Oakshade Raceway, there was a little bit of controversy, and I'm just going to be journalistic about it, state the facts that, uh, and I'm not even going to do, I'm not even going to report on the hearsay parts because there's a lot of a lot of talk going around. But we'll let some uh, people share their opinions here in just a moment. 
Uh, but Saturday night, great race for the lead between the eight of Adam Lance and uh, our guest last week, Jordan Conover. Trading the lead, banging a little bit. It was a, it was a good race, and then Jordan. No, it was a great race, Scott. And Maybe. it wasn't just it wasn't just for the lead. There was great racing all the way through the field. And about mid, almost was it about midway through the race. It was lap seventeen. Yeah. Seventeen. So a little bit past halfway. We ran twenty five laps. The they were working through lap traffic, and uh, he got turned around. Talking about Jordan Conover, uh, while racing side by side with with uh, Adam Lance for the lead. And that, of course, brought out the yellow flag. Conover had to go to the tail. The rule at Oakshade Raceway is that, uh, you know, you stop on the track, you go to the tail. No matter what the circumstances is, there's no gray areas about that. And the driver that got into the back of him was a lapped car, and he was disqualified, black flag from the race. And unfortunately, uh, you know, it took away from from a great show that uh, that we had going on out front with uh with conover and and lance because conover had to try and work his way back up through the field so and apparently there was uh uh some speculation i guess we could say that this stemmed from an incident the that happened the week before that uh, i did not see until uh, i i talked to chrissy at oakshade at length uh this afternoon kind of about things she did she did not see uh the actual incident on Saturday as she was in the pits, but uh, she sent a video. So I saw kind of what happened the week prior that may have, may have precipitated this as a, as a payback kind of thing. But uh, um, I'll let uh, that, that's, that's pretty much the setup. And the facts are that really the only people that know what happened are the guys on the track. Scott, so. let me, let me preface everything. Um, it's almost certain that what happened on the track was an intentional incident. Um, and the problem allegedly, with, allegedly, I want to avoid alleged, lawsuits here. Allegedly, the problem with intentional incidents is that they almost always involve somebody who's really not involved. Um, Which has happened to me. And that was something, something I talked to Chrissy about too, where there was somebody who got payback on someone else, and that caught me up in that incident, and I was not happy with the person getting the payback. So I mean, it just kind of was a snowballs. But yes. Usually that's yeah, what happens. Yeah, no, it, th- those kind of things, I don't know. <laughs> it's not what you like those, to see in race. This isn't what we want to talk about, uh, a controversy kind of like this. But Those kind of things always, almost always wind up involving somebody who is totally innocent, costing them a, a, a race, uh, obviously costing money. And let's face it, Scott, Oakshade bombers are no longer bombers. They are truly race cars. Um, You've seen my car, with, though, haven't you? With, with a lot of money in them. You have seen I mean, my just car, Just what right? you've spent on repairs this year would would shock some people. <laughs> I guess it would. <laughs> I'm not shocked. But <laughs> Speaking of shocks, I kept bending one quite a few weeks in a row there. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, uh, back, back to the subject at hand. Um, I mean, there's... Some people that had a better view of it, Matt Swander from the flag stand, um, and and Jerry was uh, up in the tower kind of watching things. I was a little preoccupied and kind of had my vision obscured uh, from the turn one area. There's like a wall right beside the the window there where you kind of have to look around it. And so I wasn't really paying attention at at that point in time. But uh, 
We'll let you guys go, and any opinions that you guys do share, we want to point out, are not that of the track or of uh, necessarily of the Hammerdown Racing Report. So, Matt, you, you, you had the closest view being on the stand. What did you see? Um, like Scott said, I want to stress, this is my opinion. This is not Hammerdown. This is not an official Oakshade opinion. This is Matt from the flag stand. Um, I seen the offending car, the 62, throughout the whole race slowing down. Um, Which why? he could have had a problem. I, it could have been a mechanical problem. He, he like could have had a problem. I like to give the, the benefit of the doubt. I, yes. Even if the possibility is minute, it's still possible. Yes. Um, but I was watching both cars because there was pre-race talk, and I heard it from multiple sources that collaborated exactly word for word what happened previously. So I I made a point of watching both cars because of the alleged threats that I believed that'd be true um, taking place. So I made sure the race control was aware of the situation also. Uh, I seen 62 slowing down and I watched Jordan pass him on the front stretch coming out of four. All of a sudden, 62 got into Jordan. Um, my belief is it was intentional for retribution from the week before, where Jordan hit the hole in one, slid up, got into 62 during the feature the week before. It was actually during uh, the race. My feelings is... It was a heat race, yeah. Okay, heat race, I apologize. My feelings on... The retaliation, heat of the moment retaliation, I can tolerate a little bit. I understand that a little bit. But a week later, knowing it's a big money show, I'm sorry. I think that was just out of line. And uh, Pam dealt with it immediately before I could even grab the black flag because I was going to black flag him because it was that intentional in my eyes. Um she hollered at me on radio and said, black flag him, get him off my track. So I did, and uh, he acknowledged it right away, pulled off the track. Uh, where do we go from here? I don't know. I haven't talked to Chrissy or Pam this week. Uh, I have my opinions on what should happen, but I'm an employee, so I will go with what they say. I, I'm a fill-in guy, so I, I posted what I thought on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, I caught a lot of flack for it from uh, Mr. Reif and his, his team. So be it. I, I'm not going to pull any punches. I know what I saw. I know what I was told, not only from the Conovers, also from other people. You, you and I had a discussion with a third party that had nothing to do with it that told us the same thing to expect retaliation. Exactly. In, in, retro, in retrospect, Jerry, um, the incident from the previous week um, was well documented on, on a video that uh, a lot of people saw this week. And quite honestly, what happened in turns one and two started almost three quarters of a lap earlier. Yes. Um, in, in that incident, the uh, the 62 car went into, went into turn three and started to push, and Jordan uh, drove underneath him uh, like you would expect him to. They raced side by side down the front stretch. Um, which put Jordan on the inside, and uh, he hit the uh, 
the moguls in turns one Uh-oh. and two. He hit the hole um, and shot up into which, 62. Yeah. Um, the previous and that week. Was, That's what Ron was getting ready to say. Yep. That if was, you watch the video, he, he shot up the track, and he didn't actually hit the 62. The 62 fails to avoid him and hits him. Could right. the, 62 have hit the, the, the whole thing that happened the previous week, Jerry, was absolutely a racing incident. The video clearly shows that. I agree 100%. Could Jordan have made a better decision? Maybe. But it's the last lap. They had just taken the white flag. Jordan was going for the win. His car shut off because of hitting that big hole down in one. If that car doesn't shut off, his car continues to turn. He's able to keep from going so far up the track, and I think both of them come out completely unscathed. But even at that, like Matt said, heat of the moment, I get it. You know, if he punts him after the race is over, after that heat race is over even, okay, fine. they got to do some. But don't use a 3,200-pound car as a weapon a week later. Call the guy in the middle of the week. I'm going to tell you what, me and Tim Conover and the Conovers have never been on the same page. Only recently have we been able to talk and have constructive talks. These guys I have watched, even though we haven't always got along, I have watched them help so many people, so many other teams in the pit area. There is not a doubt in my mind that if Rich Reif would have came down to their pits or called them after that incident in the heat race, they would they would have done whatever they could to help him to have his car ready for Saturday night so he wouldn't have been unable to keep up on during the uh, spectacular feature. I've gotten to know the Conovers fairly well this year, and uh, and Ricky Reif is, is, is a very good friend of mine, and, and I feel terrible that I'm in the middle of it, but um, what, what happened? He's talented. He, he's obviously talented. The car's obviously fast. Yeah. But I just have this big problem with using the car as a weapon hey jerry we do this uh, i don't know if uh, you're familiar with this but we have the champions on from uh, all the tracks each year so uh we'll probably be talking to rich uh so we'll, we'll see if we can get him on and uh, and get his side of the story at least i i would love to i i'd love to have him on anytime even if it's before then after then we can discuss this completely separately i just Especially after, like me and Matt had have said, you know, it, it would have been one thing if it just came from the Conovers or somebody from their team that they were told he was going to get retaliation, but it came from other parties and and a very reliable third party. That I, I mean, I just I can't see how any other way that that was pure retaliation after 17 laps of what could have been a tremendous finish to the Bomber Spectacular. I would very much have liked to have seen Ricky up there battling. I agree. I agree. He's, he's had a spectacular car this year, and he's a great driver. Um, it would have been neat to see him as, as part of that rather than being somewhere mid-pack. Not to take anything away from this guy behind me over my shoulder. Oh, Adam absolutely Lance, the, not. The that feature was fast when he dropped out. I told, told Jordan that I thought Lance had something for him. Me and Jordan kind of bickered about it. But, you know, it was what it was. And sure enough, those two were going to put on a show. It, it was going to be fun to watch regardless of who won. It was. And those first and, 17 and he laps was, were He was relentless. He was relentless uh, with Conover. I mean, he was there. Adam has been fast all year. Bad luck has relegated him to B-mains and right. stuff all year. It, and it finally paid off all of his hard work all it's year. the car number. Number eight. 
car number. Is that what it is? No, there's no, there's no S after that. That's all right. Well, I was so. way after that, unfortunately. <laughs> so, all right, we we can we move on now? I mean, obviously, this is behind us, and I, I didn't want to have uh, either Jordan or Rife on uh, this week. Want to give time for things to settle down and, and kind of wait uh, maybe a few weeks, but we'll get uh, uh, sure somebody on it. You know, and, and by then they may not even they they may not even care. I have no disrespect towards either one of them. Anybody who straps behind the wheel of a race vehicle has my ultimate respect. It doesn't matter if you finish, if you're a feature winner, or if you're that guy that you know just there every week and, and as a field fueler, you're still out there risking your well-being to have as much fun as you possibly can, and it, you have my respect. I I, I don't. You know, I, I, it's nothing personal, but I, I just, like I said, I, I think it was just handled the wrong way. One last thing before I let you uh, go, Matt. There was, uh, I saw somewhere where you, you apologized uh, on, uh, it was a different call, same race, though, uh, yeah. where you actually yep. admitted you made a mistake and, you know, that kind of, you know, it happens. You're, you're human. You want to you talk about that at all? or? Oh, yeah, not a problem. Uh, it was uh, the 55 car, Colin. He, looking at the video, he, I believe he got dumped, or not necessarily dumped, but he got tagged in the rear end, spun around. When I looked up, I seen him sitting backwards in one and two. I thought he was stopped. The whole field was coming at him, so I went caution. Me and Pam talked about it real quick, and uh, we we both agreed to stop. But looking at the video, I was wrong. He never come to a complete stop. And uh, unfortunately, he went to the tail because he got charged with that caution because I made a mistake. Technically, Matt, if he changed direction, yeah. if he spun backwards and then went forward, <laughs> Ron speaks he had from to experience. <laughs> I think Ron, we had a long conversation about this where at some point you spun around backwards and then you went forward. So there was like, but his was different. He did like a 360. Yours, a you nanosecond. Got, you, sp- you spun around and were, did a 180, so you're facing the wrong way, and we're rolling backwards, and then you started going forwards. So, and, I, and we talked about this at length, that at some point, from the point where you're going backwards to the point where you start going forwards, there's zero, you have zero miles an hour. But, but yeah, that was a, d- a yeah. different yep. deal there. That was 150 shows back, Scott. Was it? I think that was even way before we did this show. But yeah, <laughs> I still remember that incident because you were not happy about oh, it. Oh lord. Oh man. Anyways, uh, so we'll see. Are, are are you still employed? Did your phone hasn't blown up? We're going to see you for the final show, Matt. Yeah, yeah. I okay. I've got nothing. Um, honestly, you asked me to come on talk about it, give my honest opinion, and. That's what I did. Uh, don't make assumptions. Just go with the most knowledge and put it all together, like Jerry said. And I plan on seeing you Saturday night. And in honor of the older generation that will be racing, I'm going to break out the big flags for the last night. Yes. <laughs> see that? You're an awesome flagman. I hope I'm not going to mention any names. More Saturdays. <laughs> All right, Matt. We'll, but we'll... I, I am disappointed in. Oh, Scott, hold on. I'm disappointed in you. I sent you that article today, and you didn't announce about it. I think that's big news for Indiana and dirt track racing. Indiana goes to a phase five Saturday. Therefore, raceway events can open up full capacity. 
according to Governor Holcomb. So that means Woo. Kalamazoo Clash. There'll be about 250 cars and a whole lot of fans. But yeah, come Saturday, we go to phase five. You still have to have the mask, but they can open up full capacity. So and that should be exciting. That's all across the state? Yes, sir. Okay. They come right from our governor. I think it was Wednesday. All right. Well, you must be doing but, must be doing good over there in yep. Indiana. Well, congratulations on doing a good job, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> all right, gentlemen. You have a great night, and I'll see you all Saturday evening. All right. Bye, yeah, man. Well. There you go. Bye. Matt Swander, flagman at uh, Oakshade Raceway. And again, his uh, opinions are strictly his. They don't represent Oakshade or this show. Jerry, I don't know. He kind of represents the show sometimes, but sometimes not. But he's yeah. Hey, my mask even has the Hammer Down Race Report logo on. That's true. So I got you. Every everybody has their own opinions, and that's fine. It's all good. Everybody, whatever. Um, moving on. Yes, let's do that. Let's yeah. move on. Yeah, we're, be beyond it. we're about done. We still have the weekend weather pit stop here. Uh, we'll talk about these uh, shows coming up this weekend if you want to watch some racing. Uh, if you want to see an old man topless, I don't know if that's a, a, good, a good way to sell a show. Ron Miller is going to be topless this weekend at Oakshade Raceway. Our viewership just dropped. Or it went way up. I don't know. <laughs> just, just a stop. little preview. Oh, just a little preview. Thank you, Ron. Topless late models. That means they're going to be uh, driving the convertibles. No roofs on that. How big a difference aero-wise does it uh, make without Scott, the it, it tends to tighten the cars up a little bit. You'll see guys making adjustments after hot laps. Um, the, tr- the the temperatures are cooler. The track's going to be different. So so all the heat you have when you have the heat on in the car is going to go right just right into just space. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway. it'll, it'll be that oval track vortex. Yeah, well, okay. Hopefully it keeps you warm. Uh, they're featuring uh, the topless late models for the, the final show at Oakshade Raceway. Sportsmen are going to be racing for an added purse, and i got to go to my uh, text messages here to get the latest uh, tally uh, on that because it's been going up all day. So Kester, uh, Kester Mowing is uh, the most recent to add to that uh, total here. Uh, Sportsman purse for Saturday night. It will now be $700 to win. 400 for second, 310 for third, 240 for fourth, and 75 to start. Hmm. So there's. I, I'm, think, I'm thinking maybe I'm going to put some narrow tires on my late model. There you go. Uh, and for the Bombers, Bombers also in action as well as the uh, Compacts. The Bombers are going to have. That's where this gets good. A Dipman Motorsports Australian Pursuit Race that's going to pay more than the, uh, the Bomber A main feature. So, and I'm not, I, I, I'm guessing they're still having a feature. I didn't get all the details on this, uh, this afternoon, uh, but it's going to pay 200 to win plus a Hoosier tire from Dittman Motorsports, $100 for second and $50 for third. So I asked who's going to be in this race. Cause usually we have 40, 50, uh, bombers and is, was it going to be the top 10 in points? How, how are they going to do that? Uh, I, the response I got was not necessarily in response to be determined. Top two in the heats, if we have four heats, we'll take two from points. So it sounds like we're going to start ten cars and top two from the heats. So I'm not sure. I don't think this is replacing the A-Main. This, I believe, is an addition to the right, A-Main. Right, this is an addition, too. So it could be interesting. The A-Main may lose some cars, depending on if they do this before or after the A-Main. 
But uh, yeah, so yeah, a lot of money there for the final night. Uh, thanks to sponsors stepping up there and uh, helping things out. So that's pretty cool. Gates open at four, racing at seven. General mission, fourteen dollars to see all the uh, craziness. Uh, maybe points. Pam says maybe points. <laughs> so it may change, but uh, either way, the uh, the money's there for whoever's going to be in it. Uh, thanks to uh, the sponsors for that. Uh, there will be a post shortly on Oakshade Raceway for that, oakshaderaceway.com. Fremont Speedway, they're in action with Union Trades Night. Fremont's usually done by this time of year, aren't they? But the, since the pandemic and they started later than everybody, they're going uh, later into the season. They still have the, the Jim Ford Classic uh, coming up in a, a week from this weekend, I believe it is. But uh, this weekend, Saturday night, Fast 410 Sprints, the Boss Non-Wing Sprints, and 305 Sprints all in action. Gates open to four, racing at seven. General admission is, is uh, $18, excuse me, at Fremont Speedway. And uh, looking ahead to uh, next weekend, not this weekend, next weekend, October 3rd, Sandusky Speedway is going to be having their uh, 2020 Budweiser Cavalcade. Uh, actually, uh, that is Saturday and Sunday, uh, featuring Modifieds, Midwest Compact Series, uh, Street Stocks, Renegades, Pure Stocks, Beginner Stocks, CRS Truck Series. So a pretty big deal there uh, for that Saturday-Sunday show next weekend, Saturday, October 3rd and 4th at Sandusky Speedway. And uh, Toledo Speedway will uh, have their final race of the year on Sunday, October 4th, uh, with the Rowley Beal Classic featuring the USAC Silver Crown Series, ARCA Late Model Sportsman, Factory Stocks, Street Stocks, and the Figure 8s. That's going to be a Sunday afternoon event uh, with racing at 2 o'clock, and I believe... uh, the group uh, from Hammerdown is going to be out there checking things out. Uh, I've heard those rumors. Yeah. I've heard that. Looking forward to that. That would be pretty cool. Next week, uh, speaking of Flat Rock and Toledo Speedway, we weren't really talking about Flat Rock, but we'll throw that in there. Uh, Gary Lindahl will be our guest. We finally got him nailed down to be on the show next week. Uh, the announce, longtime announcer up there at uh, Toledo and Flat Rock Speedways. I, I believe he's also done Spartan Speedway and probably some other places that we'll uh, learn about. And I'm sure he's got lots of stories. Because I remember going and watching the races when I was still in high school and he was announcing. So That's awesome. Yeah. Hey, we talked earlier about the finish at Eldora right there over my shoulder. That's what less than a tenth of a second looks like. All right. Kyle at 140 Larson. miles an hour. Yes. Coming up just short, Kyle Larson almost picking up another huge payday. David Gravel picking up the win. All right, let's check out that weekend weather uh, pit stop. I think you're going to like uh, the way this one sounds, guys. Unless you're racing Sunday. Here is your weekend weather pit stop forecast. I'm first alert meteorologist Ryan Weekman. Only races we have on the schedule here are Saturday evening, Oakshade and Fremont. And what an evening this is going to be. We're going to hold on to summer one last evening just in time for your Saturday night. Temperatures will be in the low 80s near flag drop and only holding in the 70s for much of the evening. A very warm, unusually warm late September evening for Saturday. For WTOL 11, I'm First Alert, meteorologist Ryan Weekman. It's your meteorologist. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's he's going home now. His right. picture always cracks me up. It looks like he put out a Christmas album. It doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and I guess uh, last time I checked, I got that from his, uh, his, his Facebook page. That's awesome. That's what he had his profile picture as, so. Yes, he's styling and profiling there. Ryan Weekman uh, 
Great guy. We had him on uh, one time. We had him in the studio with uh, Rusty Schlank um, back when we were actually in the studio, and uh, that was an interesting conversation. If you, yep, I remember that one. If you ever have a chance, uh, go back into the archives and, and find that one. We learn a lot about weather and racing and how they tie together, and that if you build a big wall that some people believe it stops tornado tornadoes and and the racing vortex, he didn't believe the racing vortex thing. He's like, that's a bunch of bull. And I think we convinced him that it's real. I don't know. It's real. Yeah. Daryl Walter taught me that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, next week we will uh, be back in action, 7 o'clock, Saturday night. Saturday night. I'll be in action ah, Saturday night. Thursday. At, okay, yeah. Next Thursday we'll be back here uh, for the Hammerdown Racing Report with, uh, again, Gary Lindahl, longtime voice of Oakshade Raceway. Oakshade. It's past my <laughs> bedtime. Longtime voice of Flat Rock and Toledo uh, Speedways. And uh, I'm sure we'll probably talk a little bit about the Raleigh Beale Classic uh, coming up as well. And then coming up in the, the next few weeks, we'll start putting together our championship shows uh, featuring the Attica Raceway champions, the uh, Oakshade champions, the Fremont champions once they get done. Um, are they done? They still have points? I haven't looked. Attica? Oaks, or Fremont. Fremont. Uh, uh, sure I believe they, they crowned their champions last weekend. All right. That's what I thought. Their, Wait, uh, that their, final, in... points, their final points weekend is, is a week from now uh, with, with a two-day show. Uh, Friday wraps up their points, and then Saturday... Uh, okay, so they do still have special race. Points, so they have not yeah. crowned their yeah. champions. I, I can tell you on the tenth that uh, one one of us three is going to be driving the nine one one truck, and it's not Jerry, and it's not hey, me. I've had the most experience in a truck. There you go. Oh why, yeah. Why did they pick Ron over you? I don't know. Have you driven a? One it's of just the, not fair, Jerry. Have not. you driven a dirt truck before, Ron? I don't think so. Okay. I built them. A little, little well, light on the rear end, but. Okay. <laughs> We've got technology in this truck that uh, your little four banger just didn't have, Jerry. I've heard that. Oh. I, I heard I, I need to uh, possibly see a new uh, car builder for 2021. Well, and. Uh... We, we've got a new truck coming. I, I believe a new 911 truck coming for 2021. So we'll see Very how that cool. plays out. What's happening to the current 911 truck? Oh, it'll still be there. Oh. He, he, Mark, uh, the, car, the truck owner, loves that truck. But, uh, yeah, it, it appears as though they're opening up the rules to allow some uh, little newer vintage trucks uh most of the trucks that the guys are using, you could put historic vehicle tags on. So uh, they're, they're trying to uh, upgrade the class. And uh, we, we've been talking with the uh, tech officials at Fremont. And uh, hopefully that rules package will be out pretty soon. And we can start building something really exciting. All right. Cool. Sounds don't forget to uh, go nominate the Hammerdown Racing Report. Even if you don't think we're the best podcast in Toledo, it doesn't matter. Just go do it anyways. Uh, we'll have that post pinned on our Facebook page as soon as you close out of here. Yes, Scott does want it for next year. Scott will take anything other than his current car for next year, just about. Um, thanks, Dean. Oh, I lost my train of thought. Oh, yeah, the best of Toledo, Toledo City Paper deal. 
click on that, it'll take you right to the uh, page where you can nominate us. You got to scroll down, find the podcast category, type in Hammer Down Racing Report Forwards. That's all you got to do. That's all we have. We don't ask for very much. And thanks again. And, and really, you won't even be compromising yourself because you're just nominating us yeah. when we ask not you even to voting vote yet. for us. When, when you ask, when we ask you to vote for us for the best podcast, then then we'll ask you to compromise yourself <laughs> daily. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So hourly, we're, we're just trying to make the ballot at this point. So, and we have until uh, October 18th. And if you already did it, thank you again, uh, and get your friends to do it as well. And make sure you uh, support the sponsors that support us, that uh, make it so we can do this each and every week. These guys scrolling at the bottom of the screen. That first right. one especially. Charlie at Freeze Frame Photos. Awesome. All, all, yeah. all our sponsors are, are great and involved in, in, in motorsports pretty heavily. Uh, you know, Ron Miller Race Cars, he's got race cars in his name. So Yeah, true, that. true. Uh, Big D's Pizza, he's got pizza in his name. He does, and, and racers like pizza. And we his sponsors were, me, a bunch of guys. Dean and I were talking earlier about possibly a new addition to the menu at Big D's Pizza. Keep your eyes open for that. You know, there's a there's a couple of really nice storefronts that are for lease up here in the Lambertville area, and boy, I would sure like to see a Big D's. I would I would like to see a Big D's Pizza. Also, uh, Oakshade Raceway, thank them for uh, supporting us as well as Kessler Mowing. Again, give Steve a call. He's t- he's hiring. He needs he's looking for somebody who wants to work. Basically, if you're a body, you don't even need special skills, I don't think. Just give uh, Steve you a just, call. You just need to show up every yeah. day. You're looking for someone reliable, 419-466-3801. Uh, Mill Street Speedway, thanks to them for supporting us. Uh, they've been supporting us most of the summer as well. And, again, freeze-frame photos. Give uh, Charlie or any of any of them, the whole family, a call. 419-476-9978. So, that's it for this edition of the Hammer Down Race Report. Thanks for tuning in. And again, we'll be back next week with Gary Lindahl. Not the Yay. longtime voice of Oakshade, but the longtime voice of Flat Rock and Toledo Speedway. It's going to be a lot of voices. Yeah. A lot of what? It's going to be a lot of voices next week. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've done some announcing. Okay. Goodbye. We're leaving now. <laughs> you have right, been y'all. listening to the Hammer Down Racing Report. <laughs> Listen on demand on iHeartRadio. Hey there, my name is Michael Laminato and this is Pit Pass F1, a brand new podcast that'll take you closer to the action of the world's most prestigious motorsport. From Monaco to Miami and Australia to Azerbaijan, Pit Pass F1 is on the ground and has you covered. Esteemed F1 journalists Julianne Serasoli and Chris Medland will take you inside the sport every round. They'll keep you up to date with the latest news breaking in Formula One and the most influential views shaping the world of Grand Prix racing. Every Friday, we'll be bringing you a track guide and race preview, and Chris and Drew will be in your feed every morning from Saturday through to Monday to keep you up to date on all the day's action on and off the track. So if you want to be in the know on the latest in Formula One, subscribe wherever you get your favourite podcasts and visit us at evergreenpodcasts.com. Pit Pass F1, a brand new show for Evergreen Podcasts.